Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Central Florida Film Review. So, for this week's episode, we have chosen to review one of the greatest movies ever made. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. So, for this one, ladies and gentlemen, we're taking you on a trip back in time to 1977, to the first installment of the Star Wars trilogy, the movie that started it all. And I just want to apologize for being late on this one. Uh, Normally I release things, well, late and early. Normally I release new episodes on Fridays, but because I took so long last week, I decided to give you guys another episode early, because I promised you two episodes within the same weekend, give or take a day. And what I'm doing now is making good on that promise and giving you guys an episode early, and then there will be another episode this Friday, and I'll announce what film that will be later. So thank you guys for your support. Please check us out on Spotify and on YouTube and everywhere else you can listen to a podcast. Love you guys, God bless you, and hope you're all staying safe. So now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's stay together, spend some time at home, Be safe, and let's enjoy the sounds and sensations of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Now, as you guys know, here at Central Florida Film Review, we, and by we I mean I, have a formula. And part of that formula is that we start out by having you guys listen to the trailer to get you pumped up and to remember the glory days of when movie trailers were actually well-written and well-put-together. So... Here is the original theatrical trailer for Star Wars Episode Four. Oh, and before I play that, just real quick, luckily for me, thank you, Jesus, Disney does not know this podcast even exists. But I'm using this under federal law, protected by fair use. Disney owns Star Wars and owns Lucasfilm, therefore all copyright goes to Disney and to Disney Lucasfilm. I'm just using this under fair use for commentary and criticism and critique. Anyways, here's the trailer from 1977, the original theatrical trailer for Star Wars Episode Four. Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy until he received a mysterious message from a princess. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's beautiful. Star Wars, starring Mark Hamill. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Harrison Ford. Boring conversation anyway. Luke, we're going to have I think we took a wrong turn. Carrie Fisher. Good luck. Alec Guinness. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. 20th Century Fox presents the most extraordinary motion picture of all time, Star Wars. Here's where the fun begins. No legendary adventure of the past could be as exciting as this romance of the future. Here they come. May the Force be with you in Star Wars. Well, I know what I'm going to be watching on my Blu-ray player later, or on Disney+, Plus, but you get the idea. I will be watching that later. Uh, I have to say, 
fantastic trailer. And altogether, really just well-written and very well-composed. Very well-composed. They took the time to choose shots that would intrigue the audience and get you to want to come, but without revealing too much of the story. It explained some of the story, and it explained who the characters were and who the cast was, and it did show you some of the content, which was good, but it didn't give away the plot, which is very hard to do with modern trailers. Fantastic trailer. I'm going to be uh, watching the film either later today or tomorrow just to chill and unwind after final exams are over. So, yeah, that was the original theatrical trailer, as you can tell. Uh, fun fact for you, a little trivia. Uh, now, you'll notice that at the end of that trailer, he just calls it Star Wars and nothing else. This is because in 1977, since it was the first movie, George Lucas decided to just call it Star Wars. It wasn't actually named Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope until 1997, which was the very first time that George Lucas and Lucasfilm released the Star Wars Special Edition on videotape, on VHS. That was when he started to number the films and rename them. So that's when it became Episode Four. That's when Empire Strikes Back became Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. And that's when Return of the Jedi became Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, that's why the trailer just calls it Star Wars. So, fantastic trailer. Uh, absolutely amazing trailer. Great promotional work. Now, what I want to do now is do what we always do. We start to show you uh, some of the scenes, or rather, that is, have you listened to some of the scenes from the film that just remind you of why it's such a good movie. So the scene that I'm going to start off with here is the opening scene, the famous ship crawl, where Princess Leia's ship is being shot at and captured by the Empire.
the main reactors will be destroyed for sure. This is madness. There'll be no escape for the princess this time. What's that? Transmissions, you intercept. What have you done with those plans? We're intercepting those transmissions. Uh, uh, this is a consular ship. We're on a diplomatic mission. If this is a consular ship, where is the ambassador? Commander, tear this ship apart until you found those plans and bring me the passengers. I want them alive. Now come on before somebody sees you. 
secret mission. What plans? What are you talking about? I'm not getting in bed. I'm going to regret this. There goes another one. Hold your fire. There's no life for us. Unless a short circuit is. That's funny. The damage doesn't look as bad from out here. Are you sure this thing is safe? Okay, so the reason that I had us start off with this scene is because, of course, it's the very first scene in the history of Star Wars. The very first scene that we ever see with that name attached to it. So, of course, that's iconic beyond words. But you also have this excellent camera work. Now, you guys can't see that, but you've all seen the scene that I'm talking about. You all know the opening scene of Episode Four. You remember where the Star Destroyer and the Tantive Four come into the camera from underneath. You know, that, that is, the camera is filming them from underneath, and they, it comes above your heads in space, and it's great. It's an amazing scene. The sound is fantastic. The music is great. Of course, it's composed by the immortal John Williams. Fantastic composition, The music accompanies the scene very well. And also, what you just heard was the original theatrical version of the scene. I found someone who put a copy of the actual theatrical version of the shot. Not the special edition, not the enhanced edition, not the Blu-ray. The original shot from when it was released in theaters. And if you take a moment to listen... I'm trying to get a job in radio, so one thing that I always like to focus on is sound quality and the quality and the power of audio. And the audio in this is fantastic because the people at Lucas's companies, specifically THX and Skywalker Sound, had they were amazing technicians and they did a fantastic job of making sure that the sound was crisp and clear and as loud as it should be for a scene this epic, they took the time to really make sure that all the sound effects were good to go. And I have to be honest, I pity the sound effects artists and the Foley artists that may or may not have had to work on this film, because it was an amazing thing. I mean, they they were glad to have the work, but imagine how complicated it was to help do the sound effects for this film and to help come up with the sound for the lasers and the sound for the ship's engines in space. I mean, it would have taken untold thousands of hours to accomplish that. Just, my God. So, yeah, so this is a great scene. And, of course, you'll notice that I I let you listen to the whole scene. I want you to hear the entire scene. So not only did you hear the part of the shot where the ships are shooting at each other and Princess Leia's transport, the Tantive Four, is trying to get away from Darth Vader and his Star Destroyer, but, of course, you get to hear the iconic part where they board her ship and start killing off some of her soldiers, and a battle ensues so that she can escape. She does not escape. She's unable to. 
and Darth Vader finds the military commanding officer of the ship and picks him up by the throat and says, you know, if this is a consular ship, then where is the ambassador? You know, and he's getting angry and he breaks the guy's neck. That's the first time we ever see Vader choke someone, except he's not doing it with the force. He's doing it with his, with his actual hand. And I think that it is safe to say that that is, without a doubt, one of the best ways that a villain has ever been introduced to an audience for the first time in the history of American film. Because there are some people that the directors introduce the villain too soon or way later than anybody expected. Or they introduce the villain in a way that's just too flashy and really doesn't make any sense for the story and for the atmosphere that the film has created. But George Lucas, when he has Vader come in at the beginning like this, he nails it. He and his team of fellow creatives, they nail it. They introduce him in a way that is not too much, not too little, just perfect to help you illustrate this is Darth Vader, he's the Empire's enforcer, he's this guy in black leather, he's got powers, and he is evil incarnate, and he is badass. And it's great. It's absolutely great. So, the scene that I want to have you guys listen to now is the scene where... It's actually going to be two scenes in one section of this episode. You'll see, you'll hear the scene where Luke ha finds out that his Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen have been killed and burned alive. And then you'll hear the scene where Obi-Wan, or as he's also called in this film, Ben Kenobi, talks to Luke and comforts him and gets him to come with him on the adventure to help protect the galaxy. It looks like the Sand People did this all right. Look, there's gaffy sticks, Bantha tracks. It's just, I've never heard of them hitting anything this big before. They didn't, but we are meant to think they did. These tracks are side by side. Sand people always ride single file to hide their numbers. These are the same Jawas that sold us R2 and 3PO. And these blast points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. But why would Imperial troops want to slaughter Jawas? If they trace the robots here, they may have learned who they sold them to, and that would lead them back. Home. Oh, wait, Luke! It's too dangerous! Nothing you could have done, Luke, had you been there. You'd have been killed, too. 
and the droids would now be in the hands of the Empire. I want to come with you to Alderaan. There's nothing for me here now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. So, as you heard, that's the scene where Luke agrees to go with Ben. He realizes that Ben was right, that Obi-Wan was right. You know, I want to go with you and learn the ways of the Force and help make a difference. And it's just such an amazing scene. And it's very tragic. I mean, you really feel the pain. The music helps make you feel sympathy for Luke and helps you empathize with him because he just lost the only living relatives, as far as he knows, that he has, or had, I should say, and they got burned alive by the Empire. And now he had to watch Ben, along with C-3PO and R2-D2, take the Jawas who had sold them C-3PO and R2 earlier in the film and cremate them and burn them because they had no way to bury them. They had no shovels, no tools. They couldn't give them a funeral in the, you know, normal textbook sense, so they burned them and built a pyre. And it really does a great job of emphasizing the tragedy <clears throat> and telling you, like, hey, keep watching, there's more. You know, it keeps you glued to the screen. And uh, that's one of the great things about the Star Wars films. They keep you glued to the screen, they make sure at least most of them, the, the Disney ones, uh, hit and miss. But the old ones do a fantastic job of creating what's called suspension of disbelief. In other words, they do an amazing job of combining music, sound design, camera work, and dialogue to make you believe that it's really happening and make you believe that it's there. Because even though you know that it's a movie and that it's all just, in this case, science fiction... You actually feel like you're experiencing it. The camera makes you feel like you're another character that's going along for the ride and just not saying anything. And this scene helps illustrate that. Plus, uh, when they bury the Jawas, or that is, sorry, burn the Jawas, they're right next to the sand crawler that you see earlier in the film, the giant brown vehicle that the, sand, uh, that the uh, Jawas drive. And sand crawlers up close are freaking awesome. The models that they use for that are absolutely fantastic. So that's definitely one of my top four scenes in the movie. Here's my next one, and I'll explain why after you've heard it. So the scene that you're about to hear is the scene where they discover the Death Star and they get pulled in by its tractor beam. You're going to love this. Keep listening. Stay tuned for more. Thank you for listening. Stand by, Chewie. Here we go. Cutting the sublight engines. Ah, uh, we come out of hyperspace with a nuclear shower. Some kind of asteroid collision. Not on any of the charts. What's going on? Our position's correct, except no Alderaan. What do you mean? Where is it? So I'm trying to tell you, kid. It ain't there. It's totally blown away. What? How? Destroyed by the Empire. The entire Starfleet couldn't destroy the whole planet. It'd take a thousand ships with more firepower than I. There's another ship coming in. Maybe they know what happened. It's an Imperial fighter. He's followed us! No, it's a short range fighter. If there are any bases around here, where did it come from? 
sure is leaving in a big hurry. If they identify us, we're in big trouble. Not if I can help it. Chewy jam its transmissions. It would be as well to let it go. It's too far out of range. Not for long. A fighter that size couldn't get this deep into space on its own. He must have gotten lost, been part of a convoy or something. Well, he ain't gonna be around long enough to tell anybody about us. Look at him, he's heading for that small moon. I think I can get him before he gets there. He's almost in range. That's no moon. It's a space station. It's too big to be a space station. I have a very bad feeling about this. Turn the ship around. I think you're right. Full reverse. Chewie locking the auxiliary power. Chewie locking the auxiliary power. Why are we still moving towards it? We're caught in a track coming in that's pulling us in. There's got to be something you can do. Nothing I can do about it. Get them full power and have it shut down. They're not going to get me without a fight. You can't win. But there are alternatives to fighting. trying to return the stolen plans to the princess. She may yet be of some use to us. Unlock one, five, seven, and nine. Release charge. There's no one on board, sir. According to the log, the crew abandoned ship right after takeoff. It must be a decoy, sir. Several of the escape pods have been jettisoned. Did you find any droids? No, sir. If there were any on board, they must also have jettisoned. Send a scanning crew aboard. I want every part of this ship checked. Yes, sir. I sense something. A presence I've not felt since. Get me a scanning crew in here on the double. I want every part of this ship checked. Lucky you had these compartments. I'm using for smuggling. I never thought I'd be smuggling myself in them. This is ridiculous. Even if I could take off, I'd never get past the tractor beam. Leave that to me. Damn fool, I knew that you were gonna say that. Who's the more foolish? Fool or the fool who follows it? So, as you can imagine, I absolutely love this scene. Because Again, the camera work is great. You have this model ship that the team of 
creative engineers, for lack of a better term, that has been working for Lucas on the film helped build. It's a model on wires on a stand with a special camera. And the model, in this case the Millennium Falcon, the camera is following it in the form of a tracking shot. And it tracks the Falcon as it gets pulled into the Death Star. And suddenly you can see the faces of the characters the whole time and you can understand what's going on in their heads. They're nervous because they just got captured by the enemy and they just got pulled into one of their biggest bases that they have full of enormous amounts of troops. And of course it's got Darth Vader on it, but they are still showing courage in the face of adversity. And then Han Solo comes up with the idea before the ship gets in there, hey, we'll hide in the smuggling compartments, they won't detect us. And, I mean, this is great. This is a great scene. Brilliant scene. I don't remember who wrote the screenplay for Star Wars. It might have been Lucas himself who wrote the screenplay for the first one. But... I'm really glad that they put this scene in there, and I'm really glad that this is the way they decided to tell it, because the way they decided to show it, I mean, because it it's 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 executed perfectly. It's executed without a hitch, and uh, it makes you wonder. To a point, even though it's a fake story, you know, you have to wonder if you were stuck behind enemy lines in an aircraft that couldn't go anywhere and they didn't know you were there, but also you had no way of really leaving. I mean, how would you react? You know, very thought provoking. So great scene. And then I want to show you guys one or two more shots and then we'll end the episode. But or, that is I want to have you guys listen I want to have you guys listen to one or two more scenes, and then after that we'll end the episode. Because I know this has gone on a while, but I appreciate your patience, guys. Thank you for continuing to listen. So this next scene is a scene that follows this. This is after they're already in the Death Star, and they are on their way back to the Millennium Falcon because they've finished rescuing Leia. And it's actually one of the funniest scenes in all of Star Wars. Harrison Ford run down runs Harrison Ford runs down a hallway and helps create a distraction along with Chewbacca to help Luke and Leia have an opportunity to get back to the ship and get their attention away from them and get some of the troops to follow them. And he chases a stormtrooper down the hallway, and he discovers that he accidentally wandered into a hangar full of hundreds of them. You guys are going to love this scene. It's great. It's got the famous Han Solo scream in it. It's them. Blast them. Get back to the shark, you Certainly has courage. That is one of my favorite scenes in this movie. 
because it's actually one of the underappreciated scenes in the film because it happens pretty quickly. It's filmed very well. It doesn't do anything that would confuse the audience and it doesn't have any angles or special effects that don't make any sense. It's, it's great. But it happens very quickly and there are a lot of other epic scenes that come up as we keep watching the film or keep listening to it in this case. And because of that, this one kind of gets overshadowed by some of the larger scenes. I think it's actually one of the funniest scenes in all of Star Wars. And I think it's really great because you have Han going down the hallway trying to protect Luke and Leia by having Chewie and himself run down the hallway. And he's like, ah, ah, like he screams because he realizes that he followed them back to a hangar where there were hundreds of troops, hundreds of stormtroopers. And he lets out the famous Han Solo scream. Ah, I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, it's great. Great writing. Stand by alert. Death Star approaching. Estimated time to firing range, 15 minutes. Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. Lock air spoils in attack position. We're passing through the magnetic field. Hold tight. Put your deflectors on double front. Leaders, we've picked up a new group of signals. 
Enemy fighters coming your way. My scope's negative. I don't see anything. Pick up your visual scanning. Here they come. Watch it. You've got one on your tail. If you pick one up, watch it. I can't see it. Don't be tight. I can't take it. I'll be right there. Several fighters have broken off from the main group. Come with me. Pull in! Look! Pull in! Watch your back, Luke! Watch your back! Fight! But they're coming in! moment of triumph? I think you overestimate their chances. Rebel base, three minutes and closing. Red boys, this is Red Leader. Rendezvous at Mark 6.1. This is Red 2, flying torch. Red train standing by. Red Leader, this is Base 1. Keep half your group out of range for the next run. Copy, Base 1. Look, take Red 2 and 3. Hold up here and wait for my signal to start your run. This is it! 
by now. Keep your eyes open for those fighters. There's too much interference. Red five, you hear where you are? No sign of any. Wait, coming in point three five. I see them. I'm in range. Target's coming up. Just hold them off for a few seconds. What's up, formation? Almost there. Let it loose. They're right behind me. Almost there. I can't hold them.
targeting computer. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm all right. guys this was an amazing scene an amazing scene because not only are the special effects amazing and just fantastic not only do the model ships look great and actually look pretty realistic but the music does a great job of creating that sense of suspense with the horn section it's great it gives you a sense of fear and suspense and dread and you wonder if they're gonna win if you haven't seen it which most of us have, but you wonder if they're going to win. And then Han Solo swoops in at the last minute and saves Luke from Vader, who has him and was about to blow him up. And it's just a great scene because of those elements. It gives you suspense and fear, followed by hope and victory in the form of musical changes and changes with uh, camera movement. It's great. It's an absolutely fantastic scene. Could not have ended a movie any better. Could not have ended a movie any better. And uh, thank you guys for joining us and following us as we reminisced and reviewed about this film. This has been Central Florida Film Review. As a surprise for you guys to thank you for your support, we're going to be releasing the new episode this week instead of next week. So this Friday there will be another episode. I'll, I'll announce soon what movie that will be. Thank you for everything. Please consider donating to the podcast at redcircle.com. Anything will help. A gift of just $2 per person would make a huge difference for the sound quality of the podcast and for equipment and other resources. Thank you, guys. God bless. Have a great night.